Cloud Talk Live. I'm your host, Jeff Deverter. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help you improve your business and those around you. Now this recording is from our Cloud Talk Live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to come and watch us there and join the conversation live with us in real time. Your participation helps drive the conversation. Now, let's get on with today's show. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Jeff Deverter, and I am the Chief Technology Evangelist here at Rackspace Technology, and so glad that you're with us here today. And uh, so, hey, as, as per normal, my friends, let's go ahead and introduce yourselves uh, in uh, in the comments on whatever platform you're on, whether it's YouTube or the LinkedIn or Twitters. And uh, my son loves it when I, when I call it the Twitters. It actually really annoys him. And so... Uh, <laughs> As always, also, if you want to get a hold of us here at Rackspace, feel free to email at solve at rackspace.com. You can track us down there. Those emails don't only come to me directly, but also the whole production team, like producer Daniel, who's behind the console this morning, making all the video magic happen. Well, folks, this is going to be a great morning. I'm glad that you've chosen to be with us today. And uh, we're going to go through a lot of our normal fun stuff. Hey, Deepak, we're so glad that you are here with us. And, uh, and we're trying some new features also. Hopefully, we're going to start to see some comments and stuff overlay. There they go. Now they're working. Way to go, Producer Daniel, making all the magic happen with all the fancy buttons. And uh, Gary Rack is a racker from the UK. Gary, I'm so glad that you are here. Tell all your friends and neighbors, hey, and welcome from, uh, from the capital, from capital, capital. Good. Lisa Lowry's here, Flare Data Systems. Glad that you're here, Lisa. Guys, this is going to be a great morning. Got some great content for you. Egypt is here. Fantastic. Love me some ancient Egypt history. And uh, Sean Gardner. Sean and I went to breakfast yesterday. Anyone else in San Antonio want to go to breakfast? Meet up with Sean and I. We had a great time. All right, let's get into the program, friends and neighbors uh, from all over the world. We got a friend from New Jersey. Daniel, you've got a friend. Hey, let's go into This Week in Cloud. Guys, this is the section where we go over the news that is the news and why it matters, well, to you guys. And the first is a really interesting article. <laughs> I said to pause, Roger, the Twitters is where he learns the hip lingo. That's exactly right, Roger. Uh, the Rogers. You're now the Roger. How about that? Hey, folks, this is a really cool article out of uh, Mastering the Art of Cloud Tagging Using Data Science. Now, cloud tagging is huge, right? It's one of those things as we adopt more and more cloud-based uh, assets and resources. And guys, these things proliferate like bunnies once you get into that environment. Keeping track of all of that has to be more than just looking at the utilization bill at the, at the end of the month that you get from your, your favorite cloud provider. And so we know there are ways to manually do this work, and it can be based on location. It can be based on production status, dev test prod, application, uh, the, the application it's actually running, uh, maybe division inside of the company. Well, there's some new science and some new thinking that actually some of this should be generated and be tagged automatically through the use of, uh, of machine learning algorithms. So basically looking at all the workloads that are out there and making some dynamic recommendations, and in some cases, maybe even dynamic tagging them. Now, this article, like all of the articles and all of the resources, um, are available over uh, at the, the 
the show notes page for this episode. Just head over to rackspace.com slash solve slash 84. This is episode 84 of all things solve uh, or cloud talk or cloud talk live. So go check those out. Now, I want to also tell you about an article. In fact, I sent this over to a good friend, Sean Gardner, yesterday because it's an interesting topic. And it's written by a gentleman who you really should just set a crawler, a web crawler for and read everything he writes because he's a smart dude. His name is David Lithicum. Now, David wrote an article uh, back in in, in mid-December, but I just found it yesterday or the day before. And the title, of course, is The Future of Cloud Ops, the Big Challenges and Possible Solutions. So there's this debate that goes on that when you are running, hey, welcome from India. Glad you're here. Oh, a couple from India. Glad. And Roger, the Rogers, he says, dig it. All right. Uh, so... Um, there's a, there's some debate that's gone on. In fact, you know, the, uh, I've had this debate with some folks online actually. And that is that, that when you move out into the cloud, what is the reason for a managed service? Now I want to, I want to, Ooh, Louisville, Kentucky, I love Louisville is to separate the thought of managed services, which sounds like we're using a service provider. And let's just talk about the operations for your workloads because operations uh, the, the act of operations still needs to occur regardless of whether it's you have an application running in a traditional mindset or uh, in, in a data center or whether it is running in a very devops fashion out in your favorite cloud provider. Now, the nature of the operations absolutely changes. I, I don't discount that at all. But there is a need for cloud ops. And this article actually goes through and, and talks about what some of those challenges are. It talks about, um, you know, where the great benefits are, why you don't want to just set and forget your workloads out in the cloud. You know, we talk about the rise in the use of atypical platforms. It still needs attention. Um, the shift to utility-based consumption model. All of these things need attention. So again, the type of operations very much different outside in the out in the out in the cloud, but it's still absolutely very much necessary. All right, so so that's the news from. Uh, from, there we go. Cool. Let me push that button right there. So that's, that's some of the cloud news that's going on and why it matters in the world and why you want to go pay attention to it. Again, you can find these articles, uh, links to all these articles, and you should be reading these articles. They are useful and they're short. Those are my two uh, requirements when, when researching content for the show. Uh, but you can find them at rackspace.com slash solve slash 84. And all that's on there are the assets that you need. And after we're done here by about noon today, central time, the audio from this will be there as well. So uh, no one's going to be popping in trying to get you to buy something. Just go you check out the resources. Let's move on to cloud releases for a second. Now, this is kind of cool. I like to bring up anytime AWS does something with Nimble Studio because the concept of it is just awesome. And uh, it's truly a service that they've created for, you know, uh, movie studios, TV studios and the like. And it's a way to create go through that whole production process by utilizing assets that exist out inside of um, out inside of the cloud, inside of AWS in this context. So whether it's storyboarding, whether it's rendering farms, all of it from soup to nuts can be handled out there. Now, uh, oh, uh, Gerardo, Gerardo, welcome from McAllen, Texas, farthest point south in America, as far as I've known that we've had somebody join us. But they've launched the ability to validate launch profile configurations inside of this. Now, this has been a bit of an issue because the exact configurations to the different workload or um, 
work stream needs to be different every time. Now they've added the ability to validate that. So um, go check that out over at AWS Nimble Studios. Um, really a neat thing. Now over in uh, from our good friends at Microsoft and Azure, they have public preview of Azure Static Web Apps Enterprise Grade Edge. Now, this is kind of nifty. Stick with me for a second. Uh, so you use these Azure Static uh, Web Apps, this enterprise-grade edge, still early here. Now, it's in preview, to increase your web a website loading speed and enhance security and optimize uh, reliability for your global applications. Now, it's a combination of several different Azure tools. It's Azure Static Web Apps. It's Azure Front Door. And it's their CDN, their Content Delivery Network. This is in public preview, but it's a way for these static type websites to be geo-distributed, to be um, essentially instantaneously available. You know, you're not using this for your shopping cart. These are the static websites. And uh, and so it's uh, a pretty cool combination of features for from, uh, from Microsoft to get your content to everyone's favorite word, the edge. All right, we've got uh, from Kendra India. Hey, welcome, Sanjay. We're glad that you are here. Um, all right, now, lastly, from, uh, from Google. Uh, they have in GA access to the uh, compute engine API using cloud client libraries. Now, cloud client libraries, got to admit, did, had to do a little reading on this one, is uh, while while all of the cloud providers, including GCP, makes their all their endpoints for, uh, for interacting with their cloud available uh, through an API, or of course, you can do it through the website, but this is in the context of the API. But what they've created are these... We'll call them code starter kits, these cloud content libraries to be able to take their snippets of code and instantiate these, these cloud capabilities directly from inside your code. Now it's available in Go, in Java, .NET, Node.js, PHP, Python, and of course, Ruby. Um, so, so look for that. They are, they, this is general availability for access to the, the Google Compute Engine uh, API via these libraries. So good stuff there. All right. Uh, so let's talk. Ooh, this is always a fun. Oh, that's the wrong time. Don't look at that. It's, it's 84. 84 is what we got. Um, didn't update that in the old deck. Hey, let's talk about the job of the day. And uh, as you know, we're going through this great resignation in the world. Everybody's flip-flopping jobs all over the place. And, uh, and it seems like everybody's got opportunities to get hired. And I keep going to these meetings inside of Rackspace where the first and foremost is, have we filled some of these key positions? So I thought I'm bringing them to the, to the Cloud Talk uh, live program. So folks, here is today's job. And this is a pretty, this is a pretty impressive one. This is a director level position for what we call elastic engineering. Remember when we talked earlier about cloud operations? Well, this is how Rackspace approaches cloud operations in a dynamic modern application mo uh, mode. So we need somebody to help oversee all of that. Now, again, it's a director level position. It's a product manager position. And, uh, and so it's, uh, I'm just going to read you a bit of the, the job. Well, I got to show you the job description. I got it all on the screens here. So it's uh, Rackspace uh, managed public cloud is looking for a dynamic product leader to own and rapidly evolve our premier managed service Rackspace Elastic Engineering. Guys, this is a killer opportunity for somebody who's in product management, um, knows how to interact with large organizations from support support to marketing to uh, engineering all of those things and helping to define define and make available to the world this this service offering and it is an important one for us over here so if you are interested in that 
you know what? That link is available as well. If you head over to rackspace.com slash solve slash 84, this is episode 84. All right, guys. And as always, this uh, this content will be available in the Cloud Talk podcast stream. So if you're a subscriber there already, you're good to go. If not, you may want to go subscribe to Cloud Talk in case you ever miss one of these nifty little conversations. All right. So that's our job of the day. And that's what pulls us now over into the discussion. Now, normally I bring in a guinea pig or should I say a guest and we get some time talking about, uh, you know, whatever their area is. In fact, last week I had Normal on from Rackspace. He's a principal architect in our data uh, uh, teams and just a super brilliant guy. By the way, he's coming back in um, uh, in. February. I was going to say November, but that'd be a long time to wait. He's coming back in February and he's going to talk about data literacy in your organization. So get ready for that. It's going to be a great event. It's on the 8th, February 8th. All right. Um, Lalit from India. I'm glad that you're here. But today we're going to talk about, I wrote a little article right there, the five predictions of tech for 2022. Now these tech predictions, while I think we will see them really coming into form here in 2022, I think uh, these are things that are going to carry us for the next several years. So let's step through uh, some of these things. And I'd love to hear your points. So, you know, use the little comments down below and let me know what you think. The first and my favorite acronym of the world is RPA, Robotic Process Automation. Of course, I just talk about automating processes. Now, in these industries, these businesses that we're in that have grown up over decades, you know, there are processes after processes. There are these manual processes that every, that every business has, and they account for literally millions of dollars inside of these or, of your organizations. It's true of Rackspace as well. We are a huge consumer of RPA-based technologies. And again, RPA, robotic process automation, we're not talking about physical robots. We're talking about software robots that are programmed to pay attention to a condition. And when that condition occurs, to do something. Now that could be a one step, do something. It could be a chain of events to do something. The example I use all the time is, is, uh, you know, people are, are emailing in or, or, or FedEx, FedExing, no, uh, FTPing in, uh, invoices and, uh, and payment information. And that always comes into a common Dropbox and somebody looks for that and something shows up there. They take that information and type it in to their accounting system, manual swivel chair. I'm in a swivel chair, uh, uh, type of an activity, taking it from one point and putting it into another place. Well, this is a perfect thing for a robotic process automation tooling uh, to get in and help. And that's where it's programmed to look for an invoice that comes in. It recognizes PO numbers. It recognizes customer names. It recognizes invoice numbers and amounts and all these sorts of things. And then can populate a spreadsheet, which can then be populate, can go and populate into your accounting uh, or ERP type of system. And it takes and that person who used to do that job and alleviates you know, them needing do it, to do it. Now I hear what you're saying. I can hear it through the interwebs. You're saying to yourself, but Jeff, you're putting people out of work. Mm -mm -mm. No. In fact, let's take the example of somebody who might do that work. And every time I give this example, I like to use the name Betty. So let's say that Betty is the person who watches the inbox and types the information in over here. Now, Betty is very valuable because Betty knows the whole process of, of that when something doesn't fit, who they talk to, and all sorts of other conditions. And that's a very valuable role inside of an organization. Uh, but Betty is one person. She's probably making minimum wage uh, at best, if not just, you know, being a contractor, there's no benefits and there's really no longevity as the tech tools kind of keep infiltrating her organization. 
but let's say that Betty goes and gets three months of training in Automation Anywhere or, you know, the uh, Microsoft Power BI or and fill in the blank on the tool set and can now program, create these bots in a very WYSIWYG type of a fashion and make it available for her organization. Well, now Betty is a very valuable person to the organization. She is officially a, a software programmer and she's now no longer somebody of lower value from a from a contributor standpoint, but now this is a job that's going to make $60,000, $70,000 starting for somebody with that training. And now she's got benefits. She's got a career path as a developer. It's amazing stuff. So RPA, if you're not already into RPA or you're trying to figure out what your future in tech is, maybe RPA is for you. All right, let's move on. What was my next prediction that I think people need to be paying attention to? Oh yeah, IT everywhere. You know, uh, over the past you know couple of decades, we are have become accustomed to having you know our workstations or our computers on our desk. We carry our little mobile phones that our our work provides for us. So IT's been there, but similar to what I just gave examples of in automation or in uh, RPA, and and that's this tooling that does has great power getting into the hands of I'll call it rank and file employees, just business folks inside of the organization. You see, IT is now everywhere, especially with this amount of digitization that has occurred in the past two years with the work from home efforts. Um, we have empowered our employees to really um, take this these tool sets and create their own solutions. Now, I'm not talking about uh, rogue IT or shadow shadow IT. Excuse me. What I'm talking about is these business individuals taking tools that IT is providing and it and making it available to them, and it fundamentally changes, I think, the relationship between IT and the business. In the past, IT kind of sits in their corner and they manage servers, and the business sits out there doing what the business does, utilizing you know their one main tool or whatever it might be. But they would always have requests. You know, if we just had this one calendaring tool, scheduling tool, um, uh, analysis uh, bit of data or tooling, uh, they could they could accomplish so much more. Well, now with those tools being made available from IT and IT now taking this player coach type of a role, now getting out and helping people know how to utilize these tools for those that are so inclined so that they can create their own solutions. Again, not in the form of shadow IT, but in the form of of uh, boundaries that are set. I always think about when my kids were young and we'd go bowling and we'd have to raise up uh, you know, the the rails on the side just to keep that bowling ball inside the lanes. That's exactly the mindset we want to think about when we think about empowering the business to do more, uh, making sure that they they have what they need, but they stay inside of the lanes that, that they need to stay in. Doesn't mean they can't hop a lane, but they need to do that with a little more guidance from IT. So IT everywhere. Look for that this year. In fact, empower your employees in it this year if you're so inclined what are you guys thinking about these? You guys got quiet in the chat over there. Uh, do you think these these are the ones that matter? Um, let me know if your organization is using any sort of RPA. All right. Our third, uh, my third prediction for the year, oops, I just went right past it, is intelligent technology. You know, we've talked about AI and ML for years. Uh, the movies have done a great job of scaring the tar out of us that, that the machines are going to take over. Well, we're reaching a point now where we're seeing practical applications of machine learning and AI. I talk about this when I when I talk to customers about solutions that we build here at um, at Rackspace for customers because we are actively involved in doing that sort of work. And uh, and we get to a point just like in that news article also where I talked about utilizing 
machine learning algorithms to help us with an intelligent tagging system. More and more, we're, we're, we're pointing machine learning we're pointing the, the, the computers at these piles and piles of data, terabytes, petabytes of data to look for that needle in the haystack to create meaningful value out, additional meaningful value out of that data. And, uh, and so I think that in 2022, we're going to see so much more of this. Um, this is combined with the fact, again, of the great digitization that has occurred, the transformation that has occurred over the past two years. We are ripe now for, um, for IT everywhere and for all the IT being consolidated, uh, data being consolidated in the clouds and with now people's appetite for the intelligent technology, pointing the machines to, to create more meaningful um, results where we couldn't see it before. And it will create IT that is, feels a little smarter, which is nice, which is nice. As long as it doesn't take over the world or it could maybe take my job. All right. So let's talk about this. Here's an interesting one. So I believe we've talked about multi-cloud for uh, a number of years, but uh, I think we're going to see a rapid adoption of it because of the... <laughs> This is, this is, I sound like a bit of a broken record today. Um, and that is because, uh, I keep saying because of the great digitization that has occurred over the past couple of years. Well, uh, because I think that now that all of this data is inside of a, a cloud of choice and the world is realizing that their business didn't, didn't, you know, crater when that occurred. In fact, there was some great value that occurred in the process. Well, I think what we uh, what we're going to see is is if one cloud is good, maybe two clouds are good. Where we're going to start to see more adoption of even more SaaS based offerings, and that counts when we think about multi cloud because it's of course a cloud. So uh, so multi cloud is going to absolutely I think explode this year. We'll see it in the form not just of utilizing multiple hyperscalers, as I mentioned, we'll see additional SaaS based offerings being used. But I would also tell you that I think we'll see a lot more edge based solutions in in this this as well and that could be you know AWS via outposts showing up on the manufacturing floor and helping to run workloads there or handling um, the optical quality control systems that are out there I would consider that another cloud because it's in another location even though the technology is similar so watch for that this year hey let's pause for a second Gerardo has a question Gerardo I don't know how you pronounce your name I apologize I'm probably doing it wrong he says, would you say, in fact, Daniel, you may have brought this up. You did. Would you say, uh, would you say RPA with caution? Look for no fee RPA tools. What RPA platform has Rackspace ventured into? Oh, all very good questions. So should you go in with caution? Yes, you should always um, venture into new technologies with caution. Find some workloads that are, you know, you, the, the, the world doesn't, your business doesn't um, live and die by these workloads. Find some simple things uh, and, uh, and venture into it there. Uh, RPA tools. What are my favorite RPA tools? If your organization isn't already using um, an, a set of RPA tools uh, and you're a Microsoft 365 subscriber, I would encourage you to look at uh, Power, uh, the Power Platform. And uh, there's tons of free training online. There are some amazing resources to teach you how to do stuff. And it can be, <laughs> thank you, and it can be as simple as um it can be as simple as helping you as an individual get control of your inbox, creating, you know, we all know that Outlook has rules that can be created. Well, you can actually do some pretty fancy things with those attachments, utilizing the Power Platform. Uh, go check out that. If you want to get uh, a good overview of it, my good friend Shane Young uh, over at... Um, 
uh, Power Ups 911 or 411911. Four Power Ups 411. I've forgotten what the name of his current business is, uh, but go check that out. Uh, it's really awesome. Uh, you can find Shane Young on YouTube and he's got tons of them there. Ah, Daniel, producer Daniel to the, to the rescue. Uh, hey, Daniel, would you go grab a link to his site and drop it in the chat? And then we'll put it on the webpage as well. Because if you're interested in, in learning a little more about that, go check that out. Uh, we use UiPath here at Rackspace and are quite happy with it. We also use some automation anywhere. Uh, we are a big fan of their tool set as well. All right. So let's get back into the program. I think I've got one more deal I want to talk about. Um, my last prediction. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. The talent war is over and guess what? The talent won. And you know who the talent is folks? You are, you win. What does all this mean? It's clever and it's catchy. So I'd encourage you. Oh, thanks Sean for grabbing that, that link. You're a good man. Uh, and, uh, all right. So yeah, this is exactly right, Sean. Perfect. Thank you so much. Um, so the talent, guys, you guys are in control. Now, if you didn't already know that, you were before, but at least at this point, uh, your, your, your corporate overlords now recognize the fact that you're in control of your future. So, um, you know, if you are um, uh, not settled on where you are as an, as a, uh, as an individual, uh, you know, the opportunities for new roles, everybody is hiring because everybody's moving around right now. Um, but it's actually a lot wider as well. And meaning that everybody's okay with work from home at this point, uh, effectively as well. So if you, uh, you've always wanted to work for a company that's far, far away. Now you have that opportunity. If you just want to go and uh, be adventurous for a while, get on the road in an RV and work from anywhere. Those are pretty cool opportunities now too. But I'm going to turn the tables for a second in this conversation and talk to people who are leaders of other individuals. You are a manager, you are a director, you are a leader of leaders, you run a company, whatever it might be. Guys, you have got to, I read a great article uh, a couple of weeks ago. It was from Harvard Business Review uh, and it was entitled, it, basically the topic was that employers need to start um, uh, courting their employees again. They really need to start uh, trying to, uh, in a sense, daily rehire them. And uh, it's a super interesting article. I'll try to find it and then add it to our links page. Um, but I would encourage you, just because you've got you, that employee there, it's time to double down, even if they've been there for a while, to help make sure that they stay there. They realize they're a valued member of the team. All right, guys, those are uh, my five predictions for the year, and you can find them over uh, on the Solve website. If you're confused where to find that, of course, you can just go over to rackspace.com slash solve slash 84, and you'll find all the links that you need over there. And uh, in fact, I think I'm going to bring a little thing up on the screen that's going to show us that if all these things would work. Oh, we already saw that. Anyway, oh, there we are. Solve it at 84. There we go. Perfect. Also, if you haven't already subscribed to Cloud Talk, we do uh, not only provide the audio from these events inside of there, but you can, uh, but also we have long form uh, interviews that uh, have fancy music and everything behind them. So I'd encourage you to go check those out. Just released one last week about some of our findings uh, in our last survey, but uh, on the security side, I think. And then um, I've got one coming up in a little bit uh, from um, the chief. Chief Growth Officer from a company called Platform Nine, in uh, and it was a fascinating interview, and that's going to come out in the next week or two. We got a little behind over here over the holidays, so bear with us, everyone. Uh, I appreciate your encouragement. I appreciate your uh, kind words this morning and being engaged with me here uh, this morning. We've got more things coming up. Uh, um, 
let's see, when's the next time we're out? We'll be here on Thursday. We're here every Thursday, every Tuesday and every Thursday. And I am going to tell you, I'm going to go look at this calendar and you'll be the first to hear who is going to be here for our conversation on Thursday. Well, do you know who it's going to be? Oh, you guys are going to want to be here for this. Uh, It is with my good friend, Mark Miller. Now, Mark and I haven't talked in person or on Zoom uh, video stuff for uh, for quite some time. We measure that probably even in in decades. I'm gonna turn this overlay off. It's sort of annoying. And uh, uh, we knew each other from the SharePoint days. He's moved on into DevOps world, into DevOps security world. We are going to dig into security uh, in a DevOps fashion. So I really hope that you can make uh, the next event, and it's going to be um, Thursday morning at eight thirty a.m. Central Time. Of course, if you missed it, if you're subscribed to the podcast, you'll be able to get the audio and hear our conversation there. Everyone, I hope you have an amazing day. Uh, it's been great being with you this morning. Hope you go read that article. Hope you go back over to uh, rexspace.com slash solve slash 84 and check out those links. We make them there available for you for free. No one's going to sell to you there. All right, everyone. It's nine o'clock or top of the hour, wherever you are, which also means it's time for the next meeting. Have an amazing day. My name is Jeff Deverter. I'm the chief technology evangelist here at Rackspace Technology. And... Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cloud Talk Live. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help improve your business and those around you. Now, this was a live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to watch us there and join the conversation live with us. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I'd encourage you to do so and maybe even give us one of those five-star reviews. These episodes can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jeff Deverter for Cloud Talk and Cloud Talk Live.